Pointless Rewind. Great. Anthony isn't on this episode. Anthony isn't here? How long is he going to be out? Just a couple of episodes at most, but sheesh, what a bum. Oh, God. I got scared there for a second. A Pointless Rewind episode without Anthony. <laughs> Listen, uh, Chandru, little problem with the podcast. What about it? Thing is, in the last few weeks, I kind of, uh... What? I switched the name to Pod About Nothing. <laughs> you what? Yeah, I'm, I'm sorry. I had to switch the name since we're doing episodes on Seinfeld. <laughs> nah. <laughs> my podcast? You switched the name of my podcast? Come on, come on. We're recording. <laughs> Why'd you switch the name for? Pointless Rewind is for movies. It won't make sense for Seinfeld. It'd be horrible. <laughs> oh, come on, Eric. I can't believe this. Why can't you believe it? This is our fourth Seinfeld episode, so why are you guys talking about this now? Because this because is a this pot is about nothing. nothing! What? Oh shit, you oh. switched it up on me, man. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I thought we were dragging it out. Come on. That was, ah, uh, yeah. We're, that, was, that was pretty clunky. Epic, this... epic fail on my behalf. No, I think that worked, that worked great. That Now all the listeners know that that was authentic and that we didn't practice that whatsoever. <laughs> But yes, I did change the name because we were talking about changing the name since we moved on to Seinfeld. So all episodes about Seinfeld will be called Pot About Nothing while the rest will be Pointless Rewind. Wait, you're serious about that? Yeah. Uh, that's what we talked about. Lord, it's out. a subsidiary, remember? Oh, you're out? Oh, okay, well, <laughs> we had a good run. We had three episodes in. I really thought we were uh, kicking in a high gear, but uh, it's all a right, short I'm now. back in. Guys, I, th- I think uh, there, there already is one called The Pod About Nothing, a sports, music, and culture podcast. Yeah, it's, this it's the pod though, not a pod. Okay, yeah, that's that's the key. Wait, here. Eric, your first the, and, instinct is to look up if there is a pod about nothing. Oh, there's 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 another one on Anchor FM called a pod about nothing. This one is still called Pointless Rewind. It's just like the title of the episode is going to say be like pod about nothing colon whatever sign for. All right, episode. so it's like a subtitle of Pointless. Yeah, Rewind. like I said, it's a subsidiary of the mega conglomerate uh, Pointless Rewind. Yeah, I, I went so. down to Delaware and formed some LLCs, and we're all set now. All right, sweet, sweet. But so this is a pod about nothing, a podcast where we rewatch, rehash, and rewind our way through Seinfeld. So we are talking about season one, episode four of Seinfeld, <laughs> Male Unbonding, an episode that Scott watched like what, twice, two weeks ago, thinking it was the second episode? Because it is... It is the second I episode. Was, I know. I'm pretty sure this is the second episode filmed, and uh, I think... Yeah, it was not the second episode released, though, because... Fourth. Yeah, it was the fourth episode released, because I think they uh, they felt like this was not a good introduction to Elaine, and the, uh, the episode, the stakeout, they felt the, the studio heads felt like it introduced Elaine a lot better, which I disagree with that. I disagree as well. I think... Yeah, I think Elaine's scene in this episode is pretty great. But um, uh, what are your guys' general thoughts on the episode? Did you like it? Did you not like it? I liked it. It was uh, probably my favorite episode of the season. So it's yeah. it's funny. Yeah, it's uh, it's probably the only episode of season one that I feel like feels like it could have been from a later season. Like there's parts of it that still feel season one ish, but overall it's like a solid Seinfeld episode. I'll agree with you on that. Oh, thank you. Well, Scott, will you agree with me on that? I'll, I'll third it. I'll third it. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Good. Good. Make good you unanimous here. All right. All right. Well, podcast <laughs> on. We can all go home. 
Just because it's unanimous doesn't mean we can go home. We have to do our due diligence. I didn't realize here. Eric was in charge of ending this. All right, Eric, thank you. Signing off. But didn't I just take over in the skit? A three minute podcast, it's literally about nothing, and that's it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, uh, that would be something Eric could release like a three minute podcast where it's just this an introduction to nothing, and then he releases it, and then he's like, well, that didn't work, and then he gives up. So, is this going to be a plug for Eric's podcast now, too? Yeah, Eric's podcast is the pod about nothing, the one that he was telling us about. Eric was secretly like trying to tell us, like, hey, you guys better not use that name because I already have this podcast and ready, (laughs) locked and loaded. Yeah, you never said who's the podcast belonged to. They're really Eric's podcast. (laughs) Yeah. So let's talk about the characters. Let's start with Jerry as usual. What do you guys think of Jerry in this one? Start you with Eric. Start you with Eric. Wow, that was. Really bad. Wait, start, start me with Eric? <laughs> yes. Start Scott with Eric. <laughs> all right. But all right. Let's start with Scott because I butchered everything what? with uh, talking to Eric. What did you think of Jerry in this one? Uh, Jerry was good. Jerry is his usual self. Uh, yeah. he, had, he had some good jokes. Um, yeah. I mean, overall, Jerry's been pretty solid, I think. I mean, for the first season, he's been solid. Yeah. So he's, I think- he's continuing to do so in this episode, I think. He, like, for an episode that's all about him breaking up with a guy, which is a hilarious plot, I feel like he himself sort of faded into the background. Like, I couldn't really, like, I can't really think of any many noteworthy things. Although his, I thought his stand-up about, uh, about guys who like to just, like, when they hear, like, someone doing work in the neighborhood, they just, like, show up and start, like, be like, oh, look, is, is that a Phillips head? <laughs> I thought that was pretty good because that's super relatable. Well, you know, but, I'm all over that. Oh man, Eric is like that. That is like uh, Eric personified. That is like my least favorite thing to do, though, because it's like, man, when I'm working on something, like I shut my garage door so that no one actually comes. It's like, hey, what, what you doing over there, dude? I love that kind of stuff. I just, I just built a TV stand. No, I like doing it, but do you like go and bother people about what they're doing? No, I just stare from a distance. <laughs> no, the, the question is, does the question is, does Eric like the attention and the fact that he's posted on every social media site he has multiple times? <laughs> yeah, as he should, though. I'm going to give him the attention because no, it was a pretty damn good, a good TV job, stand. That's true. Yeah, and uh, Eric, I mean, Eric does need all the attention you can get. So I mean, there's also <laughs> that. So no, it was a damn good TV stand. But man, like this is so relatable to me because like. I have like I've seen so many times like like uh, my one of my neighbors neighbor that I actually hate that we've gotten into like that uh, they don't like us we don't like him but they built a shed like they got a giant shed that looks like almost like a mini house and like other people walk by and then like they like I heard one of the conversations they were having and they were like oh yeah it's a new shed. Yeah, we're putting our lawnmower and our uh, and our grill in there. I'm like, what else do you put in a in a shed? Like, how is that unique? Like, it's such a nonsense conversation. Are these the uh, steel girders? Yeah, they're yeah, old. No. <laughs> <laughs> that, all that male talk is like just like all you got to do is say something and sound pseudo confident, and then it'll it'll work. That's so which, true uh, with the um the big wooden fences in New York city. Like you walk by a construction site, there's these huge wooden fences blocking them off with like a little diamond circle, like <laughs> but, a diamond shaped hole that you can look through. <laughs> but is it like the case that all these men are trying to like get in and like try to hone in on like the work that's being done? I don't know. I always like to look through and see what's going on. In there. <laughs> <laughs> you, you can't put you a fence exactly around something and expect that... me not to look. 
Yeah, so, well, the question for Eric, if that hole wasn't there, would you climb over the fence just to see what's going on? Because that's, that's <laughs> no, Jerry's no, whole I, joke. I'd just be uh, annoyed that there's no hole. Oh, <laughs> uh, bad. But, so, Eric, would you help with the work being done, or do you, are you just a, a peruser from afar, like Jerry, uh, Jerry says? It depends. I mean, I'm, I'm not going to wander into a construction site. If it's like a neighbor, <laughs> I might offer to help. What if you had a hard hat with you? Ooh. Yeah, no. He had a hard hat with him. He's, he offers his help to a neighbor. The neighbor's like, I'm doing this on my own. Why the hell are you here? <laughs> what about you, Scott? Would you ever offer your help? Or do you just do you actually like go and watch someone doing work? Uh, I'll go and help if it's something that I know. Something. Actually, even if I don't know anything about it, I'll try to like hold a light for them or you know do something. I'd, I, meant, I meant more like if someone was like building like furniture – in their like on their property and you saw that would you start like hovering around and being like oh man what, what are you doing there if someone's building furniture i'd be like hey if you want uh, me to help you do a crappier job with that then i'm <laughs> glad to come over and this what this kind of reminds me of though is uh remember that time in college where i changed a tire and you came out to watch me and then devane comes <laughs> strolling out with us you mean my tire was that your tire that we changed? Yeah, that was when I didn't know how to change a tire. Oh, dang. Yeah. I it was my tire. My bad. Didn't no, it was my tire. this podcast. <laughs> oh, sorry about well, that. Uh, you tried to cover it, but... It. <laughs> I got it. Yeah. No, we'll keep that in. Yeah, because it was me. I got the flat tire, and uh, I didn't know how to change my tire at that I, time. I guess and... it turns out Scott's just a good friend. <laughs> well, he did make fun of me for not being able to change my own tire at that point. Oh, well, of course, you have to. But then remember, Devane came out, and he was, like, watching from a distance. And then I rolled, I rolled the tire at him, and he, like, dodged it, and the tire just goes rolling down the road. I'm like, Devane, what he, are you doing? <laughs> he, he literally had his hands behind his back and <laughs> sidestepped so that and the tire went down the road. <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah, I, that's, I that's... I keep a torque wrench in my trunk. You know I'm dying to use that. I just don't what want to that, flat myself. What does that have to do with devangling a tire roll down the road? I think Eric's trying to personify Jerry's friend in this episode. Yeah. <laughs> the guy who doesn't listen to anything. Oh, man. But let's talk about the main plot of the episode, which is Jerry having this annoying male friend who uh, doesn't understand the signals, interrupts everyone, and uh, doesn't pay He's attention. He's also a bit of an asshole. Yeah. Oh, again, like Eric. <laughs> and basically this guy does not uh, – is not friend material for Jerry, but Jerry doesn't know how to get out of the relationship. And it's all about Jerry trying to break up with him and how that doesn't work. But, but did you guys, what did you guys actually think about the plot? Because I thought it was hilarious. Well, I, I love that they try to make it like he's breaking up with a woman. Except yeah. it's like a friend, not a relationship. What I thought is funny is like I don't have any situations where I've hung out with someone one-on-one, but I've definitely had situations where I like – People I don't really want to hang out with keep on showing up. And it's in my like social who keeps circles. inviting this guy, right? Yeah, and it's like, but there's no real clean way so it, that we've been trained in society to end that kind. To be like, hey man, this is just not like happening. Like, why don't we not hang out or whatever? It's like you just sort of go with like, it. You can't, you can't go to your one friend. Like, hey, you know, I, I don't like this guy. Stop inviting him. Yeah. Well, well, you if can. You're close enough. You can. Yeah. <laughs> They'll ignore you, but you can't. Yeah, the other guy's not going to stop and in, stop inviting him because that's awkward for him. That's the problem. It's all because no, you're not uh, the one. You're not the one who has to pull a Jerry. The other guy does, assuming the other guy even wants to. Actually, so I'll, I'll save this for the end because at the end of the episode, I want to have a new section where I just quickly ask, like, what it, was like Jerry a bad person in this episode? Because you know how in later episodes they all become like actual bad people oh, and that's assholes. Good. Yeah, I so, liked it. 
Yeah, so we'll save it for later. But all right, so let's move I, on to. I would George. actually say not at all in this case. We'll save it for yeah, later. We're, yeah, we'll save it for later. Not man. listen to anything. <laughs> well, was Joel Hornick a bad character? Well, judging by how Eric interrupts everything and is, is a tough person to communicate with, yes. <laughs> but, Can we switch it right, to was Eric a bad character? Yeah, was was Eric a bad friend? Uh, he's always has been. <laughs> He's good for getting drunk and paying for our drinks, but that's about it. <laughs> All right, so let's talk about George. So George has like uh, like some situation with a girl where he tells her he likes her, and then that ends their relationship. But what I thought was interesting was I the fanny pack did it. Well, yeah, that's right. It was the <laughs> fanny, pack. fanny pack. Definitely what, the what fanny pack. Was, what I thought was interesting about George and also Kramer, but we'll talk about Kramer in a bit. Was like this is like. These plots that George had, the plot that George had would have in a later season would have actually they would have actually shown what happened in it. Like it would have actually been a side plot versus in this episode he just sort of talks about it. That's a good and point. Like, it's just him complaining in this one. Yeah, which I thought made his parts like where he's talking about it, just kind of like they didn't fall flat. But I was just like, all right, whatever, because it's not it isn't really that interesting when he's just talking about it. So it's, uh, it's character development. Yeah, but I thought George was good. Like. Uh, his the skit, you know the the thing that we spoofed. The whole, the whole the thing skit. with the pennies at the bank is hilarious. Yeah, that's pretty good. That is so George. But uh, also, like, I love how when Jerry tells him that he gave his Knicks tickets away to Hornick, George doesn't actually believe him. Is like, or is like trying not to believe him, and he's like, stop. And like, because waving it's his like hand. it's it's so yeah. ridiculous. Like, yeah. it's unbelievable. <laughs> that is pretty ridiculous. Would you guys like? So those if a, are, those if, are good seats too. Well, it, I, all right. So I have a question. Going back to Jerry, if a guy, if you. If you whatever, if you told a guy something and he like started crying and you were really uncomfortable, would you like give your would you like give up something that you really wanted for this guy just to make him stop crying? That's a tough question. If it's someone that I've known, you've known him for a while, you're kind of stuck with him though because you've, uh, they're childhood friends. So you're kind of stuck with him. And that's the whole point. Is he stuck with him? Man, I don't know. That's uh if it's if it's worth it to get out of that, I mean, to you know, to me, that it was worth it for Jerry to give up those tickets just to not hang out with that guy. See, I don't know. All, all, I, he, all he had to do was in the restaurant scene when Hornick's like crying, just say, "I don't need this shit," and walk out the door. Yeah. Also, and, and that that would have fixed the whole problem. Is that what you was that what you would have done, Eric? Is that what you think you would have done? I, I don't know if that's what I would have done, no, but that's what would have actually have fixed that. the problem. I'm, I'm so, probably more like Jerry in that I'm too nice. You're too nice Here, to do that, unless you were drunk. I think then the only I think the only person who might have like stood his ground as me of the three of us because I'm like said Scott. Whoa, Scott. No, Whoa. Scott. Scott's be, Scott's really mean to us. He's really nice to others. So <laughs> hey, I'm mean to people that deserve it. Yeah, exactly. Just leave it at that. So I'm nice, but as soon as like someone has like an unwarranted reaction like that. Like I go, I'm like, what the hell are you reacting like that for? And like, if I'd be like, it's not my fault you're crying. Like, it's easy for me to say this. I've never had this happen with a guy, but I feel like I would definitely not give up a ticket. I'd be like, all right, sorry. Like, actually, you, you have a good point. No, because then then you're being a bad friend. Like, if if I had tickets to a game with you two, yeah. you'd be being a bad friend if I gave that to someone else. So I wouldn't complain. You wouldn't complain about what? Me, you, and Devang going to a game. You, me, and Devang? Is <laughs> Devang the friend? If you could find him, I'll give you my tickets. See? There him. you go. We are 40 minutes into this, and we've barely gotten anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, I 
I do think, I mean, it's easy for me to say that I would do this, but I think of the three of us, I'm the most likely to actually like roll my eyes at the reaction that Hornick had. Like Eric is, I think Eric is not well versed in reacting to situations as in like, and Scott is just too nice. No, I'm like, too nice I'm to always, a point. I mean, think of that time yeah. we were playing football and that guy kept That's pushing true. me. I let well, him off the hook. And then finally he pushed me over and then it was all bets were off. Yeah, so you're, you get mad once someone like, comes at you and like actually like does something to you but like i feel like you would look at horning and be like he's not doing anything to me so like uh he's just poor guy he doesn't know what he's doing he's crying so if if someone was crying i'd probably be like "Ooh, this is not good i try to make them feel better but then he starts yelling at the waitress i'd be like that's true that's true yeah Yeah, that is true that is an asshole he is an asshole maybe uh he's like not a good person i don't know what i would do you're right i'm too (laughs) nice sometimes but so uh, back to George. So like, uh, what do you guys think of George in this episode? I like George. He was uh, Jerry. He's you know Jerry's confidant. You know Jerry tells yeah. him uh, what's going. They they share stories, but then also he's like George, where he yeah. is dramatic I, about losing the tickets. He's he's so upset that they won't count his pennies for him. And <laughs> I, I, I love his reaction to Kramer's ridiculous restaurant idea. Yeah, he's so angry about that for some reason. Like, you can't have people putting their hands in the oven. It's like, why is George so invested in Kramer not getting this off the ground? <laughs> but yeah, George has a lot of great reactions to this. I think he, since this was the second episode filmed, I feel like he, like his voice is a little higher than it beco- ends up becoming. He still sounds a little bit like he did in the pilot, but yeah. I think he's way more. He still feels like George. So the fanny pack thing. I thought it was funny, except I'm pretty I sure never... he snorts in the first scene he's in. That is just good acting, right there. Does he snort? I didn't even notice. I'm pretty sure he does. <laughs> he snorts a lot in the show. I, I don't know if it's it probably is acting, but yeah, I the fanny pack I was I thought was like I just don't see George wearing it because I feel like George is always super self conscious about everything. Like I just I just, I just love that line. It looks like your belt's eating a small animal. <laughs> Fanny packs weren't they a big deal at one point? Like, didn't everyone Probably. wear them? I, I think uh, it was the late '80s, early '90s. So I could see George wearing it if it's like the cool thing to do. True. I guess. I guess this was the early '90s, so he might have actually been wearing. That might have been actually a con- actually that was probably more common back then. Right. No, like 20, 2021, I wouldn't be caught dead in one. <laughs> uh, I wore I wore a fanny pack uh, in August of twenty twenty one and September of twenty twenty one, and it is because. I, we had we got our puppy and we had two dogs and like trying to walk the two of them together, I couldn't do it. And I was like I couldn't hold snacks in my hand. I was like I'm just putting these cookies in this stupid fanny pack. It was it was basically a it's like a dog like it's called like a dog snack holder, but it essentially is a fanny pack. Okay. So yep. I was gonna ask was, where where did you get a fanny pack in the last year? <laughs> and why did I get a fanny pack in the last year? Well, the reason why <laughs> makes sense, but I didn't know that you could even buy them. I mean, look, dude, I guess. I guess if you're in like sweatpants and a t-shirt or whatever, it's fine. But not with like not with a button-down shirt. <laughs> Eric, just because I wore a fanny pack doesn't mean you have to justify it's anyone wearing it. You can call me out on it. It's okay. I I can take it. Yeah, Eric's too nice. Who wouldn't? Who yeah, Eric's just right smiling. There. Eric's like secretly judging me, but Eric will never judge me out loud. Eric doesn't know how to respond to that. He, he smiled. <laughs> I'm trying to actually still be friends. He with smiled you guys. to show you that you're right, but he didn't want to say it. Oh man, maybe this is grounds for like a friendship ending. Is me wearing a fanny pack? Like both of you are like, oh man, how are we gonna hang out with this guy I'll, now? He I'll keeps come up calling. to Syracuse and be like, yeah. 
Oh, Chandra, something came up. I need to go home now. Why would you come all the way yeah, up to Syracuse to say that? Why, to that <laughs> yeah, why don't you just say it on the podcast? That way uh, you won't have to, to drive all the way up there. He's going to drive uh, up and say he has a choir practice with some Eastern European <laughs> choir. National anthems. You know, the wall just came down. Actually, I have to perform uh, for the uh, terrorist luncheon. So let's talk about Elaine, because you guys brought up all her lines, about all her excuses for Hornick. But I think, I mean, because this episode originally was the second episode, and it was just pushed to the back of the season because the studio heads at NBC didn't think it was a good introduction to Elaine. But I think it was a perfect introduction to Elaine. She's only in one scene, but like right from the first, her first lines basically where she's like, do we have to talk? I'll like, I'll go if we don't have to talk. It's like setting her up as not a, you know, like a traditional female character, like, and like that she's got right. her I, own. I actually love that scene where they're trying to figure out what to do. Cause that's, yeah. that is very relatable. Yeah. And I think she's really good. She seems, I mean, she seems a little nervous just cause it's probably her first episode, but she's good. I think like her back, like uh, her and Jerry, when they're, she's cut, they're coming up with uh, excuses for Hornick is great. Although that's, that's all her coming up with excuses, right? It's just Jerry. hilarious because yeah, she's the one who got rid of the excuses, notepad. Yep. Yeah, yeah. But like her excuses of like choir practice and uh, and uh, what was the other one? The the wall coming down, the Eastern European something. No, that that was choir practice. Oh, yeah, was, okay. That was, that was all connected. Choir. Oh, okay. um, organ donors. That was the next one. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> organ donors. <laughs> That's great when Hornick just pulls out the whole schedule for the rest of the year. Oh, that's the worst. <laughs> that is the worst. I don't know how I would deal with a friend like that. I really do you, think you just I, have to pick. If unless you're going to be the asshole and say get out of my I, house, you need to pick I, a game and just go to it I, at that point. <laughs> so like I'm nice, but I feel like I'm like direct enough that I wouldn't put up like I don't. You guys know I don't do shit if I don't like doing shit, and like mm-hmm. I yeah, feel we know like that quite well. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, how but, many times? Would you not hang out with us back in the day? I mean, not only would I not hang out with you, how many times would I not give you guys a ride back in the day? Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. Yeah. So it's surprising that this friendship is still going. But uh, man, I still I, I feel like I would have put a I would have put a stop to I, if it was you, me, like the three of us hanging out, and Hornick pulls out this calendar as like going through the games. I feel like Scott and Eric would be like fumbling around trying to figure out a way to get out of this. And I would have been like, listen, man, I am not going to a game with you. Okay. I would and, be coming uh, up with terrible excuses. Eric yeah. Would not and say anything. And yeah, you would be Scott, like, I'm not going. Yeah. Scott, Scott would come up with some excuse like that. Elaine came up with, and then Eric would actually go end up going. And I mean, Scott would be like, well, Eric would do a game with this guy. You know, Scott, I don't, I don't think we should be friends anymore. Thank God. Been waiting for this moment for my whole life. You know what we should talk about? What what would you do if someone said that to you? It depends on who it was. Uh, so, <laughs> I guess, like I was saying, like how I'm an like I'm enough of an, of an asshole to like actually say like I'm out of this. But if someone turned to me and said, "You're one of my best friends," I'd be like, oh, "No, God. I meant I meant if someone turned to you and said, I 'I don't want to be friends with you anymore,' Chandra." Oh, I mean, it would suck. <laughs> I don't actually know, like. That's really. Like, let's let's say Scott legitimately legitimately did that right now, like like seri- like he like he seriously did it right now, not as a joke. So we've all had we've all had girls tell us either it's over or. Whoa! Speak for like, yourself. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I I believe that Scott has never been in that position. <laughs> I don't think any of Scott's relationships end with a girl saying it's over. All of them are like the girl really wants Scott to commit fully. It's Scott's 
committed but refuses to say so. And then they just drift and drift and drift and drift and drift. And then suddenly the girl's with someone else. <laughs> like, how did this happen? Yeah. Uh, what can so you I do? Yeah, true. So no girl has actually ever told Scott to, that it's over. But uh, so, but in general, I think we all know what it feels like for that situation to happen with a female or, but like uh, a guy like saying that it'd be so out of nowhere because it's so out of the norm. Like, it's almost like I'd sort of be like, like, all right, whatever, then get out of my face. <laughs> I, I don't know, but like, actually, I'm, as I'm thinking about it, I'm like, Hornick's reaction might've been like kind of appropriate as in like, maybe not the crying, but like, you're used to like guys ending with girls or girls ending with girls, girls, uh, girls ending with guys or whatever. Relationship, like actual romantic relationships ending, but no one ever ends a friendship like that in public. So you must have done something really wrong for that to happen. So maybe I would have ended up crying if someone uh, did that to me. Uh, if I would have like started like throwing a tirade. Actually, there's no way I would have cried. I would have hit it all. I would have sucked it down and then gone home and wept. I don't think there's uh, any guy that I would have like been like, hey, we need to talk. Yeah, <laughs> and like gone somewhere and been like, "Look, this is not working." Well, they purposely set it up that it's like breaking up with a woman, right? Yeah. No, I, Jerry... I get the the juxtaposition with Jerry and George, but yeah. still, I, with a guy, I think it's just kind of like he's annoying. I'm not taking his calls, and then yeah. uh, all of a sudden, it's like, "Hey, I haven't talked to this guy in like five years." Yeah, but what if you have a neighbor like Kramer who puts you on the phone with him and then you're stuck <laughs> talking to him? <laughs> that's why I have a cell phone, so I can look and say, who's called? Oh, Ooh, but in 1991? Oh, I don't think so. Yeah. No, I know. I know. Let's go back to Elaine, though. <laughs> so what would you guys think of Elaine? This, I think, should be the real second episode just because I, the way they introduced Elaine was so yeah. organic. I mean, it was so natural. Yeah. And yeah. you see her towards the end of the episode and you're like, who is this girl? And then she starts yeah. talking to Jerry, and immediately it's like they have good chemistry. She doesn't want to talk to him, though, which, I mean, I, I kind of get it. And uh, <laughs> But she's funny, so they get yeah. along really well, but at the same time, there's just something that's not quite there, which later yeah. on they explain, you know, they dated and it didn't work. So it all make, kind of makes sense without them really going into it too much. Yeah, I think it's a perfect introduction. I think this is also, like, early 90s. I think studios had way less confidence in their shows because, like – the introduction that they went with, which was Elaine being jealous of Jerry flirting with another girl, is like, you know, it's funny and it's relatable, but it also makes Elaine look very much like a, just like a stereotypical TV woman, which is not, you know, it's just, she's a much more funny and unique character than that. And I think yeah. that does it a disservice. And I think she's like perfectly introduced in this one. What do you think, Eric? I could go either way on this because I could see either one fitting into that spot. I mean... If this one aired first, the scene in the video store and the other one would make more sense because otherwise you're just thinking, all right, why are they, why is Jerry and this girl in a video store? Also, it might just be because I watched it in the order on uh, iTunes and once I get used to something, I don't like it changing on me. (laughs) (laughs) Eric, like as soon as we revealed that this was supposed to be the original second episode, Eric had all this like internal dissonance, like just couldn't couldn't handle that feeling. It's making him so uncomfortable. Ah, oh, man. Well, but Elaine's great, and uh, like you said, Scott, she has great chemistry with Jerry, and like you could tell like that they're friends, and like that they also had like a history, but it's not like a bitter history too, which is what which is why I also don't like that introduction in the other episode because it makes it se- it makes them seem like 
It makes it seem like more See, of like a that, bitter. That actually makes a lot of sense. What you yeah, just exactly. said. Yeah, exactly. That I could buy. Yeah. So I prefer this one, and I think she's you great know, and, and she's only and... in it for a few minutes, but it, uh, she does a great job in those few minutes. Yeah. Yeah. And man, Hornig is so annoying. If he's like inviting so like annoying. Elaine, also, man. He's like, "Oh, Jerry, this is your ex. Hey, uh, yeah. what game do you want to go to with me?" Yeah. At that point, I feel like if if this annoying guy was asking your ex like to hang out too. I feel like would would you guys step in and be like, all right, man, this is not working. Get See, the hell you, out of my house. It's, really it annoying. sounds like a recent ex, so yeah, I'd probably be like, what the hell? Yeah, because he's like pretty much hitting on her too. He's got yeah, his hand on exactly. her, and, and she looks super uncomfortable. And oh man, been, if I hadn't put a, the kibosh on it in the in the diner, I would have definitely been like, all right, man, get the hell out of here. See, see, the problem is once you screw up that diner situation, now you're stuck. Yeah, that was your chance to that get was out. The, the, right. one, the one chance to That's get out true. was to just at the diner, just stand up and walk away from the table. Oh, man. And, and he failed to do that, <sighs> and now he's stuck for life. <laughs> now, do you guys think Hornick is, like, emotionally manipulative? Like, did he do that stunt because he was trying to manipulate Jerry, or was he actually I think emotional? it's a little both. Yeah, I was going to say both also. Because, like, when he's screaming out to the whole diner, like, oh, I told everyone to go <laughs> yeah. to his show. Go see his show! <laughs> yeah, it's... Oh, man. <laughs> Such a guilt trip. <laughs> this guy's so annoying. What what'd you guys think of Hornick as a character? We'll talk about him before we talk about Kramer. Like, I mean, obviously we thought he was annoying, but do you guys think he's a good character or? I, I think it works perfect for the episode because he's he's annoying, he's an asshole, and he's someone you don't want to be around. Yeah. But he's also a friend that Jerry's known forever that he just can't get yeah. away from. And Jerry's too nice to get away from. And I, I think to some extent, everyone's been in that situation, you know, and it may, it might be like we said earlier, not a direct trend, but someone that hangs out with your group of friends yeah. that, you know, you would just rather yeah. not have around, but they are. <laughs> oh, yeah, man. I agree with Eric. I mean, he's a great character for the situation and, yeah. you know, it's relatable because just trying to break up with the girl. I mean, that's, uh, <laughs> I like the Jerry, it, it's not you, it's me. I'm like, <laughs> oh, oh, there it is. Yeah. <laughs> Classic. Um, and then, you know, like you were saying, is he playing mind games? I think initially he's really upset. But then yeah. when he starts going with the, oh, I was just telling everyone how I talked about you, and you're my best friend, and everyone yeah. goes see his show. That's, you know, that's when it starts drifting into the mind games territory. That's, see, some mind games is when I turn, when I would zone out. Like, the initial actual emotion would speak to me. Right. It's when, it's, it's when someone starts manipulating me that I'm like, all right, this is not, you know, I don't know if you know who you're talking to here. Wait, so, so you would get mad at someone? They're like, I tell everyone, go listen to Chanju's podcast. I I feel like in the moment, I'd be like potentially guilted into it. And then afterwards, I'd be like, that motherfucker. That is what I'm saying. It's like, wait a minute. Yeah. By the time the apartment scene came, I would have. Like I would have prepped myself and like talked about like what I'm gonna say. That does sound like you, yes. Yeah, and I would have actually been like, "All right, man, no, you're out. Get out of here. I'm not watching this game with you. And get your hand off my girls, my ex-girlfriend." So, uh, yeah, that's Joel Hornig. Oh, I wanted to say he's probably the first non, uh, you know, the non-main four characters in this first season that actually, like, I feel like is effective. Like, I feel like all the other side characters in the first season just fall flat in one way or another. Other than maybe Jerry's mom. I, I guess there's a reason they kept her around and not the dad. Wait, what about the waitress in the first episode? She gave George uh, coffee <laughs> that wasn't decaffeinated. Yeah, and then she turned into a much... She turned into a softer-spoken waitress who uh, who gets an apartment. And, and has a cameo um, in this one. 
Well, she's pretty much a cameo in both episodes. She says a very minor part in each episode, but... I mean, that, was, that was that was cringeworthy, the way he talks to her. Yeah. Yeah, it kind of reminds me of... I was yeah. with some friends, and this one guy ordered a lager, and they didn't give him what he wanted. Are, are you talking about me? <laughs> oh, I, man. I, I, w- I was not complaining at all, though. I, I was at a... what a lager Eric, is. It's a yingling. Lager, and if you're in Pennsylvania, lager is a yingling. Would she give you a shot of vodka? <laughs> no, she she brought me a milk glass full of vodka. <laughs> so we're all at a bar in I think I think Jersey, it was right? oh it might have been at your place in Northern Jersey. We were coming back from the Poconos or something. Eric Eric's like I wonder if we're close to Pennsylvania. If I ask for a lager, will they? No, there was no if. You think they would there give was you? no if. You thought they would give you? When no, I he, asked for I a lager, said, they know exactly what that is. I think he said in Pennsylvania they know what it is, so I'm gonna try it here in Jersey. I don't think Eric was. He was that pretty confident, confident, but he was confident. I mean, he did it because well, you thought they were gonna give you a Yingling, right? Yeah. Yeah. So he's like, "Can I get a lager?" And he said it really fast. <laughs> and the lady had a look of confusion on her face. She came back with a milk glass of vodka. Well, I'm pretty <laughs> like filled didn't to the top. What? And he said it like three times, and then finally she's like, "Oh, uh, okay." And I'm like, "There's no way <laughs> she's bringing you a Yingling." <laughs> And she brings back the glass. Uh, Eric's like, what I, is this? I think, what I what think did she think like, I said? I think we all thought he wasn't going to get a giggling, but I think we were all shocked that he got a glass of a milk glass of vodka. <laughs> oh, man. You might as well great. just bring me the whole bottle at that point. <laughs> did you buy I wonder how much that was. Ask for... Yeah, did you ask, say I wanted a yingling? And then they said, why didn't you ask for a yingling? Now, that I, didn't happen, though. I think I just took the I cup I think Eric just said it. lager like yeah. five times. And then finally she just walked away. <laughs> yeah, well, so I guess that, that does prove that Eric is not rude to us. That's true. Like, waitresses, because Eric didn't correct his order oh, at I, all. I never complain about anything, yeah. unless it's, like, so egregious that I can't eat it. Yeah, you had you had to really piss me off for me to complain to like someone who like a service. Like like if if I ordered, I don't like shrimp. So if I ordered a sandwich and I got shrimp, I would send that as back. you should. Yeah. yeah. But if I ordered if I ordered a turkey sandwich and you brought me roast beef, whatever, I'll eat roast uh, beef. I I would never do what Jerry does to Babu Bot later on, and he's like, <laughs> Babu, I, I I never do this, but this shrimp, it's a little stringy. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, there's no way I would do that. But all right, so let's talk about Kramer. And Cromerica Industries. I, I just can't get over how they're setting all this stuff up like so early on. Like I, I couldn't remember that. I, I had no idea Cromerica Industries was this early. It's the same thing with like how Art Vandalay came in the yeah. came in the stakeout. I, I guess it makes sense because originally he was gonna be independently wealthy and then they decided to scrap that plot. Was he really? I think so. Yeah, I, I thought know, I remember I reading that. that too. Well, I'm glad they scrapped that because I don't know how it would have played with him being independently wealthy because his entrepreneurial spirit is what makes his character. Yeah, it's it's, be- it's better with him just being uh, very eccentric and yeah. not succeeding in business. But he's great in this episode. I mean, Kramer's been, I think, the strongest consistent point through the first season. Like, every time he's here in the episodes, he's been good. And here, like, where he's on the phone and he's like, He's handing the phone to Jerry. It's Jerry's phone. He's handing the phone to Jerry. And Jerry's like, who is it? He's like, it's for you. Take it. Take it. It's for you. I'm like, oh, my God, Kramer. Because it reminds me so much of when I used to, like, be asleep on a weekend. And I tell my dad, don't wake me up just because I get a phone call at 8 o'clock, okay? Don't wake me up, please. And then, lo and behold, I'd hear a phone way downstairs. And I'd hear it faintly as I'm, because I'm partly awake. I'm like, oh, I just want to go back to sleep. And then I hear, oh, Hello? 
Hello? Oh, hi, hello, hello, hi, hi, hi. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, one second. I'm like, oh, please, God, no. And then I hear footsteps getting hey, man, louder It was, it was louder a good way to get you to the basketball court. Yeah, and then <laughs> knock, knock, knock. I ignore. Knock, knock, knock. I ignore. Knock, knock, knock. I'm like, what? And then, like, ah, it's a... Uh, it's your friend. So he wants, uh, he wants to talk to you. I'm like, I told you I don't want to answer the phone in the morning. That's what it reminds me of. And, oh, man, if I was Jerry, I'd be so pissed off at Kramer. But what would you guys think of Kramer? Well, the other thing is Kramer is so oblivious to it. He's like, what? What's wrong? It's, it's your <laughs> yeah. phone. It's for you. Why wouldn't you answer it? Which is, which is so Kramer <laughs> just being completely oblivious. Just like he can't understand why people would not yeah. want to make their own pizza. <laughs> yeah. Well, going, really quick, going back to the phone thing, it reminds me of how – how uh when uh, in the first episode when jerry's like on the phone with uh with the girl who who's going to stay in his apartment and kramer's just like hand me the phone you yeah. talk to her? like I'll take care of this. Kramer has no idea what yeah kramer apparently has like there's no privacy for jerry's phone because i mean he's basically talking to jerry's friend when jerry arrives and that's how uh kramer becomes friends with joel hornick but so eric what'd you think of kramer i, I as usual he's spot on yeah the pizza pie stuff is great. Like uh, oh, the way he's I, so into it, it's it's, it's hilarious. Yeah. You you roll the dough, you toss it in the air, you you beat it. We or what was you it? roll it, you beat it, you, you toss it in the yeah. air. Yeah, and then you put it in the oven, and then George is so against it, and like Kramer's like, it's all supervised. <laughs> like like I, I can see, you know, I could actually see that being like a a theme sort of like a cooking class. Like if it was a class on how oh, to make man, a pizza. That's a, that's a great idea I, for Kramer. I, I could see that, but a restaurant? No, yeah. I would. I walk in a restaurant. I want to walk out with my stuff right away. <laughs> right. I don't want to make it. It's like the self checkout lines. I hate those things. I'm paying you. Oh, you bag it for really? me. <laughs> yeah, I me too. I love the self checkout lines. Uh, but, uh, it, I, I always get into a disagreement with it because it uh it always tells me I didn't put the stuff in the bagging area. Oh, that's the. I think they stopped that. Uh, they stopped it at the uh, the ones I go to now because they're. We don't. We have to bring our own bags now. I, I used to. I used to get into some yelling matches with that machine. P- person next to me several times probably thought I was a nutcase. <laughs> the self checkout line uh, prevents uncomfortable interactions, like the the girl at Kroger. Oh my Scott. gosh! Yeah, I forgot about that. Wow. <laughs> it's like I I can't take a twenty after uh, seven p.m. But uh, I guess I'll do it for you. I'm like, what? Uh, and she's like, that sign right there. I'm like, <laughs> this sign says that we don't take bills over a uh, hundred. <laughs> oh man, this this girl was flirting very hard with Scott in the Kroger line and in and Texas. Scott and was not interested at all. <laughs> we were chatting and I was backing away. It, it's all right. Chandra's been on a cruise with me where I've been in that same situation. <laughs> oh yeah. What? Well, uh, if, if we're talking about uncomfortable situations for us, well that that was great. When uh, Scott, do you know the story when we were? <laughs> This is amazing. Eric is dancing. Or Eric's on the... No, Eric was not dancing. We're like me, him, and Anthony and other people are like all drinking and just hanging out at the, in this club. I think we were, we, were, we were at a port in the Bahamas at that point. And then this girl comes up and starts dancing and grinding on Eric. In and the front, I, I did not find her attractive <laughs> at all. Like I was and, not interested yeah. one bit. Yeah. <laughs> Eric is literally like drinking his beer, <laughs> smiling, turning his head this way and this way. The girl is literally in and his I'm, face. And I'm just slowly backing up <laughs> the yeah, whole time. Eric is back, backing up. And I have this all, I have pictures of this because I took multiple pictures because Eric is just 
Like she's like right up to uh, against him, dancing against him. Eric's drinking and looking at each way away, looking anywhere except at her, and like drinking and smiling, drinking and smiling. So this this is how away. I get away from Hornick. I just slowly back away until he's out of the frame. Uh, well, hopefully Hornick's not uh, grinding up against you. <laughs> oh, that would be bad. <laughs> yeah, if we're talking about uncomfortable interactions. How about on that same cruise when uh, I hit on. There were those three sisters, and I hit on the one that happened to be a lesbian. Oh, you, you chose poorly, man. <laughs> and, and, I chose and better. I swooped, I, and then I swooped in for a kiss and then got rejected. And then only after I was sobered up and saw like that she was a lesbian was I like, oh, man, I dodged a bullet there. <laughs> Other thing about Kramer, though, it's so great how uh, – and this is a running theme of the show, how he ends up being friends with someone that one of the other characters – or like either broke up with or doesn't want to hang out with anymore because he's he's the one who ends up going to the game with Hornick and he brings Hornick back to the apartment. Yeah, Kramer's great. And uh, I'm trying to think if there was anything with Kramer that I didn't like in this episode. I think the only thing is he's in it so little. And again, but like, that's that's the whole first season. He's he's only in a few. He's almost in the first season like a side character. Then again, Elaine's almost like a side character in the first season. Like yeah, because the first season. The first season is completely about Jerry. Like, there are no subplots in the first season, I don't think. Like, it's all Jerry and Jerry's observations and his interactions with his friends. Because just like George, I feel like Kramer's, Cramerica Industries and Pizza Pizza Place would have been its own side plot in a later episode. But here it's just, he talks about it briefly. And then, because as much as I like this episode, the one thing is, like, all the scenes are really long. Like, and they tend to, they some of them, like, drag a little bit. But that's just the first season like later seasons tighten up the pacing a lot more but uh so i wanted to do this new section where we ask which like basically are the characters good bad like bad or assholes in this episode so because i think seinfeld gets uh gets a reputation for all the characters being complete jerks by the end of the show so let's start with jerry do you guys think he's good bad or an asshole in this episode? i think he's good i think he's fine i don't see anything wrong with what he's doing I'm going to say he's good, although as far as his life goes, he made the wrong decision. He made the wrong decision, but I think I'm talking more about, yeah, like, do is he wrong. a good person? I think, no, you know, you know, you know, like the, the final episode, yeah. the show ends where they're all such horrible people that they go to jail. Yeah. Like, that's not him at all in this episode. He's good in this yeah. episode. I think he, I think he's actually even more than good because he actually, like, he's, he, he's a caring person. Yeah. He tried to take the initiative of, like, actually telling this guy, hey, like actually be a mature human being and try to like end the relationship. It just didn't work out that way. So I think he's, I think he's good. And he gives his ticket up rather than be like, you know, let his, you know, like, you know, he's kind of a bad friend to George, but that's more like, uh, it's a tough situation to be in. But I think, I think he's definitely good here. What about George? Good, bad, or bad. asshole? Bad. Or, I, I think George <laughs> think he's is bad. Fine. The whole thing with the pennies at the bank. <laughs> That's bad. On, that that, that is ridiculous to do that yeah, to a bank teller. He he didn't really do anything. He just said, you know, what am I supposed to do? Quit he my job. He tried to hand but... her a jar. He tried to hand her a massive jar of pennies and tell yeah, her it's her the, job to count. He didn't say them. it was her job. He implied. I guess... If he said it's your job to count these, then yeah, he'd be a jerk. I guess I guess I should add a like, are they insensitive too? Because I think that like I didn't even think of that as bad, but I did. That is incredibly insensitive because that's like George not thinking about anyone else, which becomes definitely a uh, a theme of his character. But but he doesn't really. I mean, he doesn't really. So, get, he gets mad at uh, Jerry for giving up the tickets, but he doesn't really like. He kind of lets him off the hook because he 
he makes a big deal about it for a little bit, but they're still friends because he shows up later. Yeah. Well, and I do like I do like that George is like all like, hey, if you're gonna lie to him, why'd you just tell him you lost the tickets? Which I don't know why Jerry doesn't lie at that point and just say I lost the tickets. Because then then you get like, caught up in your own lie and you get called out on like they then they'd show up on TV or something. It's Hornick. It's like not a person that you should care but that's about. That's because Jerry's uh, good in this episode. Lies. That's true. All right, so let's go to Elaine, and now it's good, bad, insensitive, or bad, just like jackass. Is there? Is there? Yeah, I mean, I think she's fine. Yeah, yeah, I guess fine. She doesn't do anything yeah, wrong. She's neutral. She's only in the one scene. She makes fun of Jerry, but that's just friends making fun of friends, and she doesn't want to hang out with Hornet. But that's because yeah, Hornet's if making fun of someone is bad, then we're all so. horrible people because that's all we've done this podcast. Well, yeah. <laughs> oh man. Everyone's going to be like, man, they should be arrested by the end of this uh, podcast. Spoiler alert for the last episode of Seinfeld. Well, you know what Scott said earlier, he saw people with the flat tire and wanted to help but didn't. There you go. (laughs) Off to jail you go, Scott. (laughs) Wait, Scott did want to help. I wanted to help, but I did. He wanted to help, but he didn't. I drove by and I said I should probably (laughs) help, but yeah, I think they got it. It's a tough situation. Yeah, I feel like the right thing to do is help, but then at the same time, I'm like, what if I die? So I don't help. Right, they could be axe murderers for all you know. I wouldn't be worried about them if they're axe murderers. Right, so I'd be more worried if they were like gun murderers or something. That'd be really odd if you're like, hey, you need help with your tires, and they pull out an axe and axe you to death. Like, oh, well, if they had axe, I feel like, like I'd well, be able to defend myself a little better than with other weapons. That's true. Be just like when uh, that guy swung a mag light at you. Exactly, yeah. You just, yeah. <laughs> all right, so let's talk about Kramer. What do you guys think? Kramer's Kramer's good. He wants to bring joy to people with his uh, pizza ideas, so he's definitely <laughs> a good character. I think he's insensitive, but like in a good way. As in, he's just like trying to be friends with people, but definitely does not read oh, the situation. Oh, he's super with oblivious, not at all. And like, but that's not bad. Yeah, like, hands him the phone and just naive. Yeah, yeah that's just, Kramer's good. What about you, Eric? I'll agree with that. Like, it, it it's got to be intentional to be bad, right? Not necessarily. Uh, I think it's not in, like so. My definition of bad in a later episode is George, like being super shallow and wanting his girlfriend to get a nose job, and like and just like encouraging it, encouraging it, encouraging, it, and then fainting when she reveals herself, and then like being like so caught up in it. That's like you know he's not an evil person, but that's just like that's not a nice person at that point. All right, I, I get your point. But, so he's just he's yeah. just Kramer. He's oblivious. Yeah. All right. I'm sure this, this, this section will get more interesting as we go into season two and stuff. But Now, is, is, is season one really only like five or six episodes? <laughs> you do you not believe up. me? No, I don't. Like, <laughs> it's five episodes. Yeah, you looked it up also. You do not believe, like, facts? <laughs> uh, why, why are you so shocked, Eric? I, I just find it hard to believe that an epi- in the early 90s, a season one of a sitcom is like five episodes. You know, the I Office mean, like season... Star- Stargate season one was like twenty episodes, if I remember right. You know, The Office and Parks and Rec, their first seasons were also like six episodes. I, I guess it's a tester to see if the show's going to work. I don't know. Yeah, I think they, I think especially like networks for those comedies tend like tend to do shorter seasons because Simpsons was also like ten or twelve episodes, and then the later seasons were. Like 20. Yeah, I guess you're right. They don't start doing the long episodes until a show takes off. Yeah. But I'm going to, wait, really quick. I did want to ask, like, have you guys, like, what's, like, the stupidest excuse? Like, have you guys had to come up with, like, stupid excuses to get out of hanging out with someone? 
I'm assuming yes, mm. but like something to like the level that Jerry has to come up with. Best example I have, and it's not a stupid excuse, but uh, there was someone that I would hang out with, and they would just stay at my house way too late, so I'd pretend to fall asleep. And yeah. I, I had done it, I did it multiple <laughs> times, where we'd like watch a movie, and I'm like, okay, uh, I'm ready for them to leave, but I feel bad kicking them out, so I'd pretend to fall asleep until they would finally say, hey, you're sleeping, I guess I should go. I'm like, oh yeah, that's, yeah, we should do that. And that was multiple <laughs> times I did that. That's pretty good because that's so, like that's oh, classic yeah, passive aggressive Scott. So Chandra, you you bring this up, but I I did this to the two of you once. If you oh, recall, we were all out at the bar, and I got tired and wanted to go to bed, and said, "Hey guys, I got to go grab something from my apartment." And we all went back to my apartment, and I just went to bed. That's right. <laughs> hey, the joke was on oh, you because we yeah. put all the stuff in your apartment on top of you when you were sleeping. That was that, was that night because that that's why that we were so mad night. that Eric came back to his place and went to sleep. Ah, uh, <laughs> well, if you recall, I was drunk enough to almost get into a fight with those, uh, those. I think Polish I think Bulgarians. that was the same night. <laughs> yeah, it was because I was so drunk because I don't Bulgarian. remember being mad at. I don't. Yeah, Bulgarian. I remember being mad at Eric because I just remember putting stuff on him because everyone else was doing it. <laughs> I was like, oh, it's <laughs> he took like his cool drawers out right of now. his cabinet and put them on him. <laughs> Didn't you wake up in the middle of the night and, and throw all this stuff? And then in the middle of the night, so, someone on this podcast, the stuff was neatly piled on top of me. And I actually, like, I would have woken up with it still piled neatly on top of me. But someone on this podcast woke up in the middle of the night, saw all the stuff on me, and thought I was dying and threw it all over the floor. <laughs> yeah, that someone was me. I thought Eric was going to – I was really drunk, and I was like, oh, Eric's going to suffocate under all that stuff. I'm going to help him out. And I, so I put all the stuff that Scott and our other friends had piled on him. And then so Eric woke up there and he's like, who trashed my apartment? <laughs> That's also the same night that uh, me and my now wife were lying on the same couch and – uh, I kept pushing her more and more off, and then finally I just knocked her off the couch completely. And she's like, "Ah, this is the guy I want to marry later on." And we are now happily married with a kid. So worked out for I'm one lasted. of us. But <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. So, oh yeah, we gotta do ratings. Crap, we gotta do this quick. All right, Eric, what's your rating? You know, th- <laughs> I'm so this rusty. was um. Probably the most enjoyable episode of the first season so far. I'm I'm gonna give it an eight point five out of ten. Yeah, this is my this is probably my favorite episode too. This is the only one that felt like completely Seinfeldy. Nothing like really bothered me, uh, and like I found I was laughing throughout the entire thing. So this is an eight. Yeah, I really like this episode as well. I mean, like you guys said, it, this is the best one of the season by far for me. Um, I really liked it. I'm gonna give it a uh, eight point. Ooh, wow. Hey, you're going to the 100-point scale again? No, 8.8, not 88. Oh, fine, you're going to the... Yeah, 10 scale, but I'm going into the 10th... The 10.0 scale. I'm going to go back to 10.0 scale. This is I got it giving it an 8.2. Eric gave it an 8.5. Why is he not going to the 100 scale or whatever? I thought you were going to say, Eric gave it an 8.5. Why aren't you giving him shit for this? Scott, Scott, you know why? Because this Point. is a podcast <laughs> about a nothing. Pod. A pod about nothing. A pod about nod. Yeah. She's a, a pod. Wait, what? Pointless right, so. rewind. That sounds like about as good of a time to end this now. So, all right, guys. See you later.